Let's move this so you can see my face. Oh, look at that. Oh, you're so beautiful. Mm, You're so beautiful. Oh, man. I I know. (laughs) It's been so long since we've sat down in this recording studio uh, and... And I know it's been so long. I almost forgot about it. You did. <laughs> I was at the pub earlier, and because uh, Mike just got back from a trip, and I went and met up with him at the pub. And then, yeah, seriously, fifteen minutes ago, I was like, "Oh shit, we have a podcast to do." <laughs> and like, I remembered earlier today, but I, yeah, it's Between yeah, them. it's weird. Like taking something out of your schedule for one week does that. You know. It's that first beer amnesia. <laughs> yep, first beer amnesia. It's, first that's beer amnesia. definitely a thing. I forgot about all my responsibilities instantly. Yeah, you take that first drink and you just... Who am oh, I? Yeah. <laughs> and then the weight comes crashing back down upon your shoulders. Hey, hello, hi! This is the sounding board. It's your weekly podcast that is mostly, sometimes, about music. I'm Josh Schmidtline. I'm the main host, the primary host... The voice, if you will, of Are you the sounding we're board. Secondary hosts. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm going to call you guys co-hosts. Oh. I'm, I'm giving okay. you guys a promotion. Co- I think co-host is a better title. Than yeah, secondary. yeah, yeah. You're being promoted yeah. from from weekly guest to co-host. Weekly. I guest. forgot we were weekly guests. Constant there for a guest. While. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's Ongoing guest. Cameron like, Taylor. That's, that's exactly <laughs> like uh, on liner notes. I call you our our weekly guest oh i feel like we've done that before <laughs> i don't think i have but i feel like we should i have. feel like i can now since you weren't there last one week. time yeah <laughs> that's what it takes man i've never there... missed an episode of the sounding board my voice is on every single one that's true you're it the only one the true. only person the only one. i am I the, guess... the through note I guess the you have line? the right. You have the right to call yourself the primary host, yeah. and since it was totally your idea, and you do all the stuff, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> since uh, I have have let my body fall into disrepair editing this podcast instead of exercising, I'm sure that's the case. <laughs> hey man, I gave up my Tuesday nights for this. Tuesday used but, to be a primo gym night. I'll have you know. Let me let me point this out to the listeners, though. You do not have a Bud Light hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. So uh, the the so I don't know how seriously fact, I can take you. Yeah, there is one Bud Light hat at the uh, the, table, the table, so to speak. It's a it's a it's a big table. It's like two thousand three two thousand five hundred miles across because it stretches from Seattle to Fairbanks, um, and that's worn by Camden J Taylor. Mm-hmm. Damn Siege. Right. <laughs> sea bear. Sea bear. Oh, man. I like that that's picking up. Yeah. <laughs> with us with us this week as well is our other co-host, Theodore Ted Challenge Hooker the second. I tried to think of a nickname for you this week. I thought about it for about ten seconds. And then I said, No, fuck that, that's a lot of work. Uh well, that's all right. Yeah, he I, is a I lot of work, this guy. I, <laughs> well, guys, it's been about, you know, two weeks. We skipped a week last week. Uh, Thanksgiving required we that we take a little hiatus, a little break. And, oh, yeah. my God, it was so great. I did nothing on Monday night, and then I did nothing on Tuesday night. It was very relaxing. That's kind of how I feel about this podcast every week is that, like, in the run-up to it, from, like, 
6 to about 8.30 my time, I'm like, oh, fuck this, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, oh fuck like, this, dude! I'm why do re- we do this? <laughs> I'm gonna be recording from nine till eleven, and then I won't get everything saved and put away till eleven thirty, and then I won't have time to do anything. It's just straight to bed, and I don't yeah, even come home then, before this. And then, and then, like after, and the next day, you're gonna be like remembering all this shit that you didn't say mm-hmm. that you meant to say. That was yeah. on my list. And, uh, and yeah. then, and then the day after, I'm gonna have to it's, edit the goddamn this, thing. This podcast is literally the worst thing that's ever happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) But then, see, then, after about 8.30, I'm like, well, you know, I kind of would like to talk to those guys. And then after the podcast, I'm like, damn, that was a lot of fun. And there was some funny shit there, too. Speak for yourself. And then you're like, God damn it, <laughs> just, it's so late. Just it's kidding. so late. I didn't get home until <laughs> no, fucking 8.45. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be doing no, this till 11, yeah. and then I have to go to bed because yeah, I've got work. Feel, oh, fuck. Yeah, I feel the same way every week. Like, I really enjoy it when it's happening, but the lead up is <laughs> like, it's uh, sometimes painful. Sometimes It's painful. like, man, what would I do with that two hours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would do fuck all. Probably nothing. There would be. I would <laughs> yeah. do, do nothing. To be extra. completely honest, probably nothing. I'd just I would, be at home enjoying food or something. Yeah. yeah, I would fucking. I would play a video game or yeah. read a book or learn a useful skill. Or, oh, sure. Or, <laughs> Good one. <laughs> or or daydream about what I want to do with my life. <laughs> yeah. There's two so hours are things. important, guys. <laughs> There's so many things I can do with those two hours. Spend time with my girlfriend. Right. Build okay. relationships, network, have a... Well, I could probably have a beer on the on the podcast, too. Could. Huh? You could. That is something we used to do when we recorded in our home. I miss that. Yeah, did you guys give sad. it up when you, you moved to the radio station? <laughs> Yeah. Not- yes. No, we waited really long to say that. Yes, we did. <laughs> we do not drink in the radio station. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's I, an after. I, I can say that honestly. I have never drank in the radio station. It's an after-hours special, man. I'm, what are you? What are you doing with your lives? <laughs> I, w- I won't. I won't. I won't judge. I. I rarely have a beer on this show these Recall, days. Anyway. Remember that this show is now played Play on the station. <laughs> so, oh, that's true. We should totally to... mention that. We're... So, oh, man. we. Uh, I just... I, why did I have to name the station? Now they all know. <laughs> yeah, no. The sounding board is is actually a, ra- a legitimate radio show now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a podcast and it's a It's a, a podcast show. and a show that plays at 3 a.m. in Fairbanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what night of the on week On college radio. Um... <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure it's set to play 1 a.m. technically, but it'll get to 3 for sure. It's oh, like, yeah, 1 know, to 3 a.m. It's like 1 to 3 a.m., I think, on Mondays and Thursdays. Dude, twice that, weekly. Is that actually set up now? It's, yeah, it? Alan set that up oh. uh, like a couple days ago. Okay. Oh, CP man. sent me an email about it. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Oh, we'll get into it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was geez. really funny. It wasn't oh, bad. <laughs> why, why does CP never send me emails? Dude, I don't know. What? I think... I think I, well, God, now I gotta fucking remember everything I say here as being. <laughs> Never mind. We'll get into well, it later. Uh, we'll get into it later. On that. Let's talk Whatever. a little bit about about what happened hard, over the last hard two to weeks. Realize, I want to hear about Thanksgiving. Okay, well, you, I, I, I don't was, know about you I was, guys. I was with you. <laughs> you, you fucking, you, you spoiled it, but that's all right. Yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. Right? 
Because I really like good food, and I really like spending time with people that I like. And since I'm in Seattle and don't actually have any family here, I get to choose who I spend my Thanksgivings with, right? Right. So I very much tailor my Thanksgivings to be something that I really like, will enjoy, and want to be a part of. So, you know, because of that, Thanksgiving just shot straight up the ranks. It's mm. it it's it's one number one or number two, but number I don't know one, about you guys. I don't know how one, you guys feel. Number about one being uh, never mind. Like Erickson say, yeah, Sorry, I I I went for the joke, but then I realized I didn't have anything. <laughs> so so number that, one being that was Tuesdays. my that was my bad. I'm sorry. I I, I'm out of control. I, I'm losing my mind right You're now. You're a loose <laughs> cannon, Camden. Yeah. It, everything is falling apart. My life is in pieces. <laughs> and I, I apologize. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you came down here to Seattle for Thanksgiving. and spent I was a, there, yeah. Yeah, you spent a whirlwind win- Wednesday, whirlwind weekend. <laughs> Whirl Wednesday. Whirl Wednesday, man. That's the well, that's like the day we go to the jacuzzi hot tubs oh, and God, go and like and then See, jump in one of the fucking gravitrons. Whoa. It's See, it's a that thing. was that was the issue with this Thanksgiving was there was too much. There was never a jacuzzi. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, okay, no. yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't remember a single jacuzzi. Well, you didn't weren't here time. on Wednesday. You got here Thursday morning. There was a jacuzzi on Wednesday. It was World Wednesday. Kent. Yeah, it was World Wednesday. <laughs> oh, Get right. with the program. Uh, see, I there don't... was a jacuzzi and a gravitron. I just said it. <laughs> we just went over I, that okay. part. Sorry, I'm a little slow. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta slow it down with me. Sometimes you gotta tell me things three or four times before I understand. So World because, Wednesday, World Wednesday, okay, because <laughs> because my dad dropped me down the stairs when I was a kid. <laughs> this just got really dark. That's it's a true story, actually. It did. <laughs> my mom tells it to me all the time. She's like, "Oh my god, I was so <laughs> I just, I've never been more scared in my life than when your father dropped you down the stairs." <laughs> no, I'm pretty. It didn't cause any mental damage. I think it just caused my severe social anxiety. And <laughs> it all makes sense now. I, I brought that up to my mom, and. I just made that joke, that exact same joke to her, and she was like, "Oh, stop!" <laughs> so we're get, we're getting the the recycled material, is what you're saying? Yeah, the, yeah the sorry. I, I only have okay. so much. All right, All right. As my, long as my dad dropped me down some stairs. So when I was World Wednesday. <laughs> oh god! It was only one story. Don't worry. So yeah, you came down to Seattle for Thanksgiving, and we had. Two full Thanksgivings and then a third like mini party the night after, and then you had to, yeah. to bop down and spend time with family. Yeah. Now you've you've got to give me your impression, your 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 post Thanksgiving post holiday review of the events. How did you feel about them? Uh, not good, not good. I was uh, okay. I yeah, was yeah. let down on all accounts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I wish I had never gone. Ooh. And yeah. <laughs> I. I have completely erased that time from my memory already. So, well, I mean, I, it's understandable you didn't make it down for World Wednesday. Yeah, World, well, the loss yeah, of exactly. World Wednesday I really does mess you And to, up. to me, like, it's not a Thanksgiving without a jacuzzi. So, yeah, World Wednesday like I said, really I, sets I, the just, tone. I'm just cutting it from my memory entirely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not it's worth, just, not yeah. worth the space. I feel like, yeah, exactly, not worth yeah. the space. I, I could put other trivial shit in there. <laughs> 
Have you? <laughs> I was going to make another World Wednesday joke, but I think yeah, probably right. time to let there, it go. There are probably no past capacity enough. for World enough. Wednesday. Jokes. No, but yeah, and and honestly, that was that was really fun. It was really great to get out of town for a little bit, and uh, I love hanging out with you guys. Thank you again for always letting me stay at your house. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's an open door and, uh, policy that yeah. does not extend to listeners. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Send me an email before you drop by. If you do like listen to the sounding board, you you say, send if, me an email. I'll probably say, say yeah. okay. I mean, really. Care about this. If the first person to send us an email that we don't know gets to stay at Josh's house for as long as they want. As long as <laughs> they want. Remember how expensive Seattle's rental is. Yeah. It's I see no problem good. with this idea. I mean, really. <laughs> Dude, we got to get emails somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Got to shop them around. It's going to be some random redneck from Fairbanks now who's who's fucking trucking through, trucking through Fairbanks at 2.30 in the morning and hears this. Like, oh, so are, are you saying all truckers are rednecks? Yeah, what, what the fuck, that? Josh? No, what's, man. No, no, no. Some are <laughs> physics professors. Anyway. Anyway. You watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, philosophy professors. That That's the joke I should have went with. Philosophy majors. I mm, missed it. I think, do we even have a philosophy department? Not anymore. anymore. Yeah. I think that's one of the things we cut our philosophy department. <laughs> Wait, really? So, yeah. yeah. We had one, and then they were like, well, we don't have any money. Threw that shit to the side. That's pretty <laughs> terrific. Okay. Well, um, Anyways, but yeah, it was it was a super good time. Uh, I was glad I got to go see all you guys. Had fun hanging out with everyone, and uh, I was super glad I got to see my mom and grandma too. That was kind of something I wasn't expecting initially, but I'm glad that happened. Well, I'm glad we can really cool. we can make it happen. That was it was awesome having you. And Ted, you're gonna have to make it next time, man. Well. I will be there pretty soon. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what did you, what what did you do for the holiday? What did you get up to? Uh, I kind of hate Thanksgiving, actually. Oh, you really... fuck it. Never mind. Go home. I, I told I told you about no. I Ted's I like thing. food. I like family, but I hate the concept of Thanksgiving, and I think it's like poignantly inappropriate right now with everyone like ah no don't don't help refugees they're the worst don't trust them. And, like, Thanksgiving is celebrating when, you know, America became America or whatever, and people helped us and, like, fed us in the winter, and that's, like, the concept of Thanksgiving, and then that combination was just, like, really left a bad taste in my mouth. This this seems like a weird thing to say, because what do you mean everyone is, like... Not everyone. Is. That's... It just seems weird to me to be like, oh, because some people don't like refugees, this whole concept is bullshit. No, no, it's not, and it's not that. It's I I just, like... Um, as I was telling you, like I've I've been in I've been two Thanksgivings where because yeah. you know classically it's kind of a wasteful holiday, which is fine. Yes, honestly. extravagance like, the name of the game. Exactly. It's um, but gluttony what, is my watchword uh, for Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's an appropriate we had, one. We had we had we had many like little itty bitty bacon burgers with <laughs> quail eggs on top. Oh, you told me. <laughs> about yeah, those. and the bottom yeah, bun damn. was a donut. They were really good. <laughs> Those were amazing. That yeah. sounded intense. They were sure. really good. I, they were. I like. I like personally. I enjoy like levels of gluttony. But when I when I was um, I did my like semester on a boat thing. We uh, didn't know how long we were going to be in the ocean because our engine broke, and so did one of our main sails. And so we were like, we're going to be kind of careful with food. Make sure we don't overuse it. And then Thanksgiving came around, and we made like 
four nights worth of food basically and then people like ate so much because it's thanksgiving and you have to as they put it that they actually vomited within a few minutes and then like people ate so much that they fell asleep there and i just after that i I can't i'm like shell-shocked for thanksgiving like the combinations of all my feelings about thanksgiving are too strong now um you're overwhelmed by negativity I am. It's it's the worst. Um, so, you know, conceptually, I like Thanksgiving. I just, I have a lot of trouble with it. Um, and I just, I don't know. I don't really like turkey either. And that's like the main thing. And if you go to someone's house, often they like look at you and expect you to eat turkey and you feel weird about it. And I don't want to like have to do that. Um, so I just kind of lounged around for, for the few days we had off. I uh, hung out at my house with my girlfriend. We made a bunch of food been we've been meaning to make over the past um while like throughout a few days um she made some pumpkin puree things like i don't know same general kind of idea um food wise and then uh it snowed a lot so i I, not much i watched some good movies that's right we watched um this movie or the show just came out on amazon prime yeah i watched the entire series i really want to see that it was um it was pretty good. There's I've got some issues with it, but for the most part they did a really good job. I'd like to read the book. Um I've read the book. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you told me about right? the book before, I it's think. Not right. No, it's no, Philip fuck. K. Dick. Yeah, it's Dick. Philip K. Dick. That's right. Yeah. Why was I thinking yeah. Heinlein? I don't know. Cuz I'm an, an an uneducated piece of shit apparently. <laughs> that's what it is. It, <laughs> yeah. That's the case. Um yeah, the show is super cool. Um I think the acting is really good. They do some cool production stuff. With, you know, because um, the concept being that it's what if the uh, Axis won World War Two and the U.S. is split um, kind of like down the middle, roughly, between Japan and uh, Nazi-run Germany. So the Third Reich is still running strong. Um, and it's it's a like dealing with the underground rebels. Um, and it's really interesting. It's, it's pretty cool. I think they did a good job. Um, there is... They really like their slow mo though. At like dramatic uh, moments, there's nice. a lot of like just, just for like two minutes straight, where they're just like running and like, oh no, we've gotta get out of here. Oh, nothing's happening. Just speed up the shot. I'm getting so irritated. Um, it, other than the slow mo, that was uh, Ridley Scott, right? Uh, uh no I don't idea. think so. I think it was. I could be wrong. I think he it might was. have been one of the producers. I think he was because I uh I have a friend who works in AIV and he was telling me that he was working with uh AIV being Amazon Instant Video. Um Oh, thank you. I had no idea what that yeah, meant. And either. he he was telling me that uh I don't think most people do know what that's <laughs> True. Uh he was telling me that um he had he had meetings with uh, Ridley Scott's like executive assistant when oh, they cool. were when they were discussing the show. He couldn't tell me what the project was about until way more recently, but uh, but like I I knew that he was working on a project for Amazon for for a bit, and I was hmm. I was definitely intrigued. Uh, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because Amazon um, Instant just came out yeah. with a couple yeah, of yeah. Uh Executive yeah. producers Ridley Scott. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's totally worth watching. I would highly recommend it if you got... It's only about 10 episodes. 
Um, it's got a good cast, a bunch of people you'll recognize here and there. I don't have Amazon Prime right now, which is super stupid because I live in Seattle, and also I really want to watch Hannibal. Um, um Hannibal's there. worth it, definitely. They only have the first two seasons on there, though. Yeah, um, well, I mean, and... I watch shows pretty slowly, so I'm, I'm probably be all right. Yeah, um, yeah, that's all I really did for the the holiday area thing. And then uh, the radio station went down the yep. day Camden left. Yep, yeah. yep. I remember, uh, <laughs> I, and I felt real bad. <laughs> I remember us getting uh, you getting texts about that while you were down here. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, so our our uh, general manager, who used to be the engineer, spent all weekend being the engineer, mm. which he said he didn't mind. He just felt bad because one, he was really bored. He would have loved someone to hang out with and problem solve with. And then he's like, "Man, this would be a really great opportunity for Camden to learn how literally everything works." Aww. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a good time to be here, mm. but that's okay things happen it's it's working better now not ideally it's still not up we uh, it be. our fiber optic cable system is totally fucked so we have to get some shit replaced uh so we're now running the station up to the transmitter through the phone lines and it's nice like and uh doesn't sound as good as, <laughs> as, it, as it happens um, <laughs> there are some quality as as it changes. happens telephone lines don't uh you don't know, carry as much. Do, data they don't do quality control yeah, as well yeah, yeah. as fiber optic cable does. <laughs> You'd never know. To it. the to the surprise of everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh. Yeah. So it's uh, it's gotten better though. We we have we have, it's pretty funny actually. We have part of the you know line from the board of the transmitter running through a fucking like breadboard like the ones we use in oh, fucking, yeah. like our classes oh that's <laughs> like terrific some... that's really great <laughs> yeah. so it is janky as fuck and right it's now. it's normally and got a couple janky bits but yeah it's, but it's pretty high class right it's, now it's pretty great <laughs> but it's working yeah it's working it's a, it is like a, a good place to start working yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's working. It was. I think it was off air for like four or five days. It was. It was wow. Yeah, yeah, it was a while. Yeah, it Damn. was really awkward. Oh wow. Yeah. I know. What? Since it was off air, I spent a lot of time listening to like other music, though, which is oh, kind of nice. excellent. That was what I was about to ask you about next. That's yeah, really. That's soon, right? We haven't yeah. even talked about this week. Oh, well, I mean, if we want to spend more time catching up, I didn't really care about this week. I figured we'd catch up on that next week and catch up on next week, the week after. And just do it. would always be a week behind. That'd be confusing. That would be. It's already confusing enough with the way we do it. He's right. We don't want to be a week behind. All right. (laughs) All right. Also, I really have to pee. Oh, God damn it, (laughs) Cam. You're going to talk. Actually, you just talk to Ted for a little bit. Okay, I'll talk to Ted for a little bit. We're we're not going to go on break. yeah, I'll just tell the story about Camden yeah. being really drunk. Oh, well, isn't that every story about Camden? <laughs> right? It's exactly. I figured, you know, it would come up anyways. Um, I'm not going to tell that story. I'll let him tell it if he wants to. It's a funny story. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It involves him. One, uh, he was drunk by the time I got to the pub, and he won a uh, a onesie, like an all-white onesie, except it's covered in Mike's Hard Lemonade logo so it's like a mike's hard lemonade onesie it's great so i've been in a similar vein Mm -hmm. i've been doing a little thinking 
about Smirnoff Ice. No, don't don't have this conversation. <laughs> I'm not ready for this conversation, John. Here's my plan, okay? I'm going to I want to mail Camden a Smirnoff Ice. <laughs> what? Do you, well, you remember the thing of so I, I totally am hijacking this idea from something that happens to a or happened to a podcast uh, host that I listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you remember the concept? Oh, I can't talk about it now. He's back. I know. Oh, it's a big mind. secret. Yep. Everyone pass on it. Pass, pass on it. it. The the concept of icing, right? I, <laughs> I like uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that via mail would be rad. I'm excited. Yeah, we'll have to do I'm, that. I'm gonna think about it. Um. Oh man, I totally forgot. I went to a friend's house. Uh, today, my friends recently, I guess a couple months ago, realistically, bought some yaks. <laughs> so they're like, they're making what, a yak herd. Like, like, like the, like the, the Tibetan yak. What? Like it's a, a yak. Yes, um, the beast. The beast. The yak. Because they're, they're really awesome um, to have around, especially in Alaska, because they're used to like extreme colds. They like sort of open fields. Um, they're really manageable creatures, um, and they're just, like, they're super cool. Uh, so we went to go hang out, because they, um, you know, if you know anything about Tibet or Nepal or whatever, yaks are, yaks and helicopters are the only ways to get anything in and out of small villages, because yaks can go basically places where only goats can go, because they're really good at sort of uh, wiggling through rocks or whatever. Climbing. Um, Climbing, staying all that. stable yeah. on slopes, all of that. Yeah, um, all right, all right. So they they saw some yaks for sale on Craigslist, and we're like, all right, let's check this out. This what, might be cool. Why were there yaks in Alaska? Um, there's about five thousand yaks in Alaska. They're 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 really good for um packing again. So like, if you're a big hunter, uh, moose are really heavy. If you can have a creature just kind of like wander with you and have them do all the work, that would be awesome. I know there's a lot of people actually use goats for that reason. Um, and then you've got like bear and whatnot. That could be a problem. So they think the idea of having yaks instead of goats sounds way safer. <laughs> um, but so we went there because they bought these yaks and we're like, oh, it'll be really cool. We can get used to them and then like learn about breeding them and getting there are own baby yaks that'll sort of get used to us and then um like literally three days later i ran into uh rachel my friend with the yaks again and she i was like how's your yaks and she was like well one of them it turned out was pregnant and now we have a baby yak <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah so uh and this was a couple months ago so i got to meet sage the baby yak today and we took her for a walk and it was so fucking awesome she has like these tiny little hooves and they're just like click 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 and she's just really sweet and she doesn't like stop to sniff everything when you go on the walk she's just happy to be with you it was really awesome so go hang out with some yaks guys they're really cool <laughs> i learned a lot about yaks apparently you can use their poop for fuel who knew? Or food. Or food. You could just eat their poop. That's what I would do if I owned yaks. <laughs> you look skeptical. <laughs> no. No, not at all. I fully believe in your ability to eat yak poo. <laughs> yeah, I bet. You should. Well, all right. Let's hit the highlights of last week. 
but I'd like to move into into music because I think I'm starting to feel like maybe we should we should work on on keeping this first segment a little more contained than we've let it become. That's reasonable. A little more contained. It do, it doesn't need to be short, but maybe a little a little more contained. It it pains me to say it. It, oh, it really does. I never thought I would hear that coming. From I know, right? right? <laughs> the times we've talked about this. <laughs> Seems the tables have turned. Yeah. A 2,500 mile table has turned. I'm not saying we need to move it down turned. to a five minute segment. <laughs> but, uh, but a little more contained. A little more, mm. a little more contained. Okay. I mean, I mean, we did do the disclaimer. We are sometimes about music. Yeah, it's true. As long as we do a disclaimer. That the show is about music about in music. the last 40 minutes. <laughs> Everyone knows what goes on. If you on. want to hear about music, just fast forward, click, put your cursor on the halfway point. <laughs> Tune in at 2 a.m. on Mondays yeah. and Thursdays. Oh, dude, we can tell them about music. We can tell them about Crimson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I'll let you do that since I just All went right. on the, the yak rant. All right, so I'll, I'll give you the... You yacked about yaks? And yeah. I told them about <laughs> your. Oh, that was. Oh, well you already. Told I told them about, them about your onesie. I didn't tell the story. Oh, okay. I just said that you won a onesie. I did win a onesie. That's probably the highlight of my week. It was pretty. Exciting. I won a Mike's Hard onesie. How did you win it? Uh, with a drawing. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so... So you, you were the best you, at being lucky. I can tell you background. So... Sort of. Since I should probably give an overview of that day anyways, <laughs> I, uh, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. Um, so, Fridays, I always go to the pub and meet up with the other electrical engineering students. Much like drink. Thursdays and Wednesdays and Tuesdays and Mondays and Sundays and Saturdays. But nope, especially nope, Fridays. Nope, that's that's the only day I see them there. <laughs> none, none, none of those other guys are pub regulars. Okay. It's true. Not like no, me. No, it's totally true. <laughs> they only come on Fridays. You're the Barney, and they're the... Yeah. Yeah, no, actually. <laughs> the other, uh, like, two weeks ago, you know, Nate? Yeah. He, uh, he was talking to me during, like, just during the day I was in one of the labs... We were talking, and he's like, oh, yeah, we went to the pub last night, and, like, you weren't there, and I was shocked. <laughs> I, was like, what? I was like, yeah, rightfully so. I was like, what time did you go? I was like, eight. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I wasn't there. <laughs> that's surprising. <laughs> I think it was on a Monday. Though. Yeah, it must have been a Monday had, or something. Yeah. Monday or uh, Thursday, maybe. Yeah. Maybe been Thursday. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so we go there every Friday. Uh, I got there a, bit, a little, little bit late this week because Ted and I had been watching bad videos. Man, we spent like an hour and a half watching these. <laughs> songs from uh, our youth. Okay, yeah, yeah. Watched watch some like stained. No, we didn't watch any stained. No, we we talked about stained. We watched like Crossfades Cold. Yeah. We, uh, under I talked about how the first concert I ever went to. Do you, do you want to guess what the first concert I ever went to was? <laughs> stained. No, stained was not there. It's appropriate guess though. You're 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 getting warm though. <laughs> you're you're pretty warm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Tell me. Okay, so the first concert I ever went to was a uh, there were four bands on the bill that night. Okay. First one was this band called Story of the Year. <laughs> All right, Story of the so Year. You may or you band. may or may not remember from hits like songs I can't remember the names of right now <laughs> that uh, I haven't listen, that I haven't listened to uh, since, since Friday <laughs> yeah since Friday <laughs> and and until Friday since I was a small child um so it was a uh, story, story of the, of the year. year 
then Hoobastank. Yeah. You might remember Hoobastank. Yeah. They, uh, so this was before uh, The Reason came out, so... They were still pretty Hoobastank low Hoobastank You saw more, Hoobastank before more they blew underground. up. Yeah, before <laughs> like, they blew up. They were on the come up. <laughs> Everybody knew it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Hoobastank was there, and then the next one was P.O.D. Yeah. Okay. And then the... Who was the headliner, Josh? Who was the headliner? Who would know, headline man. a show like that? I don't know. This this is like in uh, 2004. <laughs> who was really big in 2004 who sounded like a lot of those bands and who would play with them? I don't know, man. Is that? Okay. It was Linkin Park. That was actually <laughs> what I was thinking of. I swear to God, I just couldn't think of the name. I was like, oh, yeah. the yeah. numb. <laughs> yes. yeah. It was Linkin Park. Oh, my God. I should have I I fucking said it. Oh. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to get it. but I, uh, that was, I, that was it, f- In my head, I did. I promise you. <laughs> so, yeah, the first show I went to was Linkin Park headlining with P.O.D. and year. <laughs> and this, I, I, think, I think this was in 2004. So, I... <laughs> was like 12 yeah (laughs) i was a young buck and i liked music like that um as it is so anyways wow this is already taking way long right it's a nice so should i just skip it should i just just no you're in the middle of the story get to get 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 well skip forward in the story Okay, so Ted and I watched a bunch of bad videos. For a long then, time. <laughs> yeah, we wasted a bunch of time. And uh, then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to go to the pub. I went to the pub, and they already been there for a while. So, like, after you and I got there, um, we, uh, like, most of them left pretty soon after. Um, we were making jokes about you talking with Zach and how you guys, like, look similar <laughs> that's hilarious except he had a larger beard way now, bigger so um anyways we were there for a while then ted left to go do some theater crap and uh i stayed there with uh my friends quincy and dustin who and we proceeded to uh get quite drunk <laughs> because we kept getting pictures i think i only bought one picture when i got there this is how it always happens. You got to buy the first picture. Yeah, because everyone remembers. And then you, and then the you can night. then you can wing it all night. Like yep. you can just ride on that shit. If anyone questions you, you'd be like, oh, "I bought the first picture." <laughs> Don't you say it just that? like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is this yeah. is basic how... alcoholism one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's perfect. We this all know is how like this freshman works. year shit. <laughs> so uh, we got really drunk. Then um, later that night, there was a for some fucking reason there was i don't know why there was a mike's hard tasting at the pub so the pub the pub has many tastings but they're usually for things like oh we're gonna try we're gonna try meads or sake yeah (laughs) i was pretty shocked to hear about the mike's hard tasting that also had the uh the you know added benefit that all the mike's hard was free oh that sounds like a night (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was a lot of people drunk on mike's hard yeah so, so a lot more people came in when the mike's hard tasting happened um <laughs> i was like well it's free so i better try one never one to At turn least. your nose up at free booze it's yeah, free yeah exactly so like, there's literally nothing to lose um taste buds well yeah, yeah. except your t- yeah 
Um, the contents of your stomach. <laughs> uh, so I tried one of them. It's fucking horrifying. Uh, but they gave well, you tickets. What, what they flavor gave you... was it? Uh, it was Mike's like harder. it was blood orange. Oh, that does like I, blood I orange. like blood orange, but I don't like yeah blood exactly. Orange that's why I went with it because out of the mm-hmm. ones they had, I was like, that sounds the most. No, 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 no. <laughs> A blood orange. Even the blood orange arañatas are gross. Yeah. You, you don't yeah. don't do blood orange drinks, homie. It's too sweet. Right. You don't well, get any I don't, I don't have a lot of experience with blood orange drinks. It, it, <laughs> it, it shows. It shows. <laughs> so it would seem. <laughs> Should have gone out. with you like might, the black berry. Keep it simple. You might be shocked to hear. But uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Go on with your story. Anyways. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Mike's Anyways, hard. Anyways, every time you got a Mike's hard thing, they would give you a ticket and they would do like raffles. Um, so I got the first one, got a ticket, and then there was, like, this table near where I was standing where they were just, like, putting down huge rows of tickets, and then I went over there, I was like, what's going on here? What is this? And they're like, oh, everyone's, everyone, yeah, a bunch of drunk (laughs) people, so they're like, yeah, everyone's putting their tickets in their rows, and then if they're coming back to check when, when, but then I noticed when people did the raffles, no one was coming back to check on the tickets, so I was like, I'm just gonna fucking watch this table (laughs) and grab a fucking ticket when some of them wins. Wow, you are such a fucking scumbag! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I had shown up at this point, uh, and you, he was really you drunk. You human piece of garbage. Huh? You just abused the shit out of their goodwill. Is what you'd think, but no, no, no one was left no, at that point. Yeah. People just kept, like, dropping tickets and then people, left the bar. Yeah, no yeah. one was... Yeah, like, I think most of the people who had Rose there had left. So yeah. you, but basically, you were going to win no matter what at that point. Yeah, it it basically, no, and I wasn't the only person standing around there. Like, there were, like, four or five people standing around there, and every time they called a number, we would just each, like, frantically look, and then whoever saw it first got to go. And you happen to be the lucky son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm the lucky son of a bitch who won the Mike's Hard onesie. (laughs) Yeah. Which Which I then convinced, because he was this drunk, to put on and then run around the bar and he started dancing on the you dance floor. You didn't convince me to put it on. You, I told when you. I went up like, there oh. and got it. They were like, "You should put that on." And oh I said, yeah, you're right. Yes, and you were like, "I, I am a corporate shill." Like, yes. I was like, <laughs> "It's like I will do that." That's right. <laughs> that was so great. Yeah, he got some pictures with the Mike's Hard Girls. It was, <laughs> it was pretty great. Yeah, quite pleased Good about times. that. <laughs> So now he has the best outfit for any party that yeah. involves a costume for the next four years. Or Mike's Hard. Or Mike's Hard. If he just wants to wear it at yeah. home while drinking Mike's Hard lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the I, good times. I think I'm going to buy a case tonight, <laughs> actually. Yeah, well, uh, not Blood Orange. By the way, by the way, this podcast is brought to you by Mike's Harder. <laughs> the one with Especially Deadpool on it. Especially the Blood Orange flavor. My Try new Blood Orange. <laughs> Try the new Mike's Hard Blood Orange. It yeah. tastes like shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I won that. I also, I found out, I don't remember this. I, I guess I won a uh, Mike's Hard Cozy. No, no, I they handed it. them out to everyone. Oh, I that's right. <laughs> yeah, you were that so drunk. You thought you won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, okay. I won twice so, so the thing in is, one the thing night, is, look, guys. look, look. I, God, I feel like every time these stories come up, it just makes me look fucking horrible because I was <laughs> I actually, not like. I got a text look, from look, one of our listeners me, at one point who said, "Man, Kevin seems to live an interesting life. Every week he's got a story about he, how he got super wasted." <laughs> 
No, but <laughs> that was okay. an actual text I got. Who's who sent you that? Yeah, we're gonna fight. Top secret. I can't share it, but it's on my phone. Okay, well, <laughs> you got to tell me after. But anyways, I want to make it clear that yeah. So so like the kind the kind of drug I was I was it that wasn't kind. that bad. No, yeah. it was totally. No, that's a actually mode. like the on the lesser side of being drunk because that's actually like a point I hit where I'm just like really talkative. Yeah, which that's is really before what it is. I'm really drunk. Yeah. It's just funny because I hadn't drank that much. <laughs> I di- I only drank one sample of the Mike's hard shit, and that was so enough bad. to get you up on the tables. So... Huh? <laughs> I wasn't ever on the tables. That's true, though. <laughs> if he were properly drunk, he'd have had a lot more Mike's hard. Yeah, just like I would have if I, I were at that. I point. never got on the tables. All, yeah. all right, that seems to conflict with what Ted said earlier, but that's okay. You said I was on the table. I didn't say tables. I never mentioned tables. Someone said something about running around the bar and jumping on the tables and doing a little dance. What? No, I said jumping onto the floor, the dance floor. Yeah, I went out on the dance dancing. floor when I put my onesie on. And yeah, and he danced. Okay. Yeah. No table. The tables in the pub are way too Anyways, rickety for that. I feel like this is just making me look like an alcoholic, <laughs> so I'm going to stop now. It was really great for me, though. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Ted! What's <laughs> up? <laughs> <laughs> you told me earlier that you'd listened to a bunch of music last week instead of doing anything I did. social yeah. and friendly on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I um so since we spent so much time just like hanging out in our house, um we watched a bunch of movies and TV and we listened to a lot of jazz. We just found a bunch of jazz and played it. Like no no distinct sort of direction. We were just like, let's go for the jazz genre and just really went for uh for it. it was really awesome i loved it we got some classical jazz we got some um more new age jazz we just kind of covered the majority of a very broad genre uh so that was great i Wait, then you, you covered the majority of jazz the majority of the genres <laughs> not the majority of jazz thank you yeah i don't want to be impressive ever... yeah, i don't have the time for that All right. i don't think anyone does yeah. that would have been a different thing um then I listen to a bunch of other stuff, but the ones I would like to bring up, I listen to a band called Making Movies. Um, they're they're from Missouri, really, but they're this cool band. They they try and go for a Latin and uh, an American fusion rock sort of thing. Um, it's really awesome. Uh, they're they're from Missouri, and they're like heritage some of them some of them are from central america some of, some of them are from panama which some would argue is probably central america um but they they have a really lovely what do you mean argue i know that yes. was a joke that was the joke <laughs> that was a joke guys i realized as soon as i said it so okay. i covered it up um but they've got really awesome upbeat debated, songs Huh? Hotly debated. Hotly debated. <laughs> Some would argue, while others would argue against <laughs> the fact that it is, in fact, Central America. But I listened to their album, A La Deriva. Um, there's a bunch of really phenomenal songs on here. The title track, Deriva, is really awesome. Uh, Pendulum Swing. Uh, you might have heard it. I've heard it in a couple places, but that one's really great. I would highly recommend it. I think I heard it in a Mike's Hard commercial. It was probably in a Mike's Hard commercial. <laughs> this album is brought to you again by Mike's <laughs> Hard Lemonade. Um, but it's a really good one. I would say it's a little front heavy um, in the sense that the back end of the album isn't as good, which is a shame, but still lovely. Um, 
on that boat, I then went to a Brazilian band, I believe, called That Apahados. So I don't know. I just want to pretend. So it's Apahador So or something like that. They're a fun (laughs) band. Um, They have a lot of like found instrument sounds. They find like a bunch of weird shit and use those amidst all their instruments. If you look on the cover of their title or their their first album, Apahando Sor, or whatever, however you say that, I'm not saying it anywhere near like it is. Um, there's like a little tricycle with an extra wheel on top that they use to make some pretty cool sounds. I liked it. I don't have any much else to say about it. I'd recommend that. I'm just kind of enjoying my kick of going down South America and Central America a little bit. Um, a podcast regular slash one we talk uh girl we like uh nico case (laughs) yeah great intro sorry about that uh nico case put out a surprise album um like uh, about two weeks ago really something yeah oh yeah and it's like three hours let me let me tell you something that that is a uh box set of Holler albums. Oh god, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> I was like, but why did I, they put it on Spotify? Why would you put a box it's a, set? it's a release. But that's it's so it's yeah, so confusing. It's, it's that makes way more albums. sense. If I had cuz yeah, when, it it, when you said that I was like, what do you mean a 4-hour yep. album? That doesn't even make any sense. Did, wait, did, yeah, you, no, it did you listen through this and not realize it was all of her other albums so, back to back? What happened was um <laughs> what ha- happened was since it was a box set apparently this makes so much more sense. Um it started off with a heavy country influence cuz Nico Case does a lot of a lot of country um but it, it's a side of it that I I thoroughly enjoy yeah it's because it was her first album yeah exactly <laughs> and so that makes and i like it started off I was like, this is kind of like a weak album for her i don't i'm gonna come back to this later so i only got like four tracks in and then i changed it oh man this makes way more sense i totally i totally saw this earlier and forgot to tell you yeah i it. wish you had i'm glad, I'm glad it came we could have avoided that that is so, no i'm so glad that you didn't that's that's terrific oh that's amazing god damn it um <laughs> Uh, I, so, guys, I think a new category for end of the year podcast moments. <laughs> Ted, right. for, Ted doesn't realize that Nico Case's new album is actually box set of all the albums. <laughs> but all the albums are already on Spotify. It's a stupid thing to put on Spotify. Whatever. <laughs> um, oh, uh, the last couple, I've got one. I was listening to a little Daniel Bachman. Did you Did you not notice that it didn't show up in the albums tab? Did it not? It showed up in the compilations tab. No, so, oh, that makes, so <laughs> the reason I found it was just because I went to new releases. I was like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, I love it. But if you, if you search, that's because the first thing I did when you said that, I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. <laughs> Four and a half hours. It's like, wow. And then I, I searched it and I was like, and I was like, Nico Case, albums. First one listed is the, the latest album. I'm like, uh, what the fuck is he talking about? He's drunk. <laughs> then I, yeah, then I, uh, looked up the latest release thing and it had that in it and then it was in the compilations. And then I looked through it and I was like, oh, this is just all our fucking albums. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty good. Shit. That's so that happened. Pretty good. Um, it was embarrassing. Everyone was there for that. <laughs> so glad we're recording it. Oh, um, and so quick... glad it'll air on your radio station. Oh, it's man. It's going to be so I should, I should have just let you go. <laughs> you bastard. Thank you for stopping. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. You're welcome. It. Um, <laughs> you uh, so yeah, you should have some... waited until he had finished giving his full thoughts <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah, his full spiel on it be like, 
Ted, you know it's a box set. <laughs> God. Still pretty good. Like, still give it the awkward good. pause. <laughs> yeah. Give it a second and be like, you're a stupid piece of shit. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Um, so after that embarrassing debacle, I listened to Daniel Bachman. He's a classical guitarist. Um, or it, it just some nice instrumental guitar. Some cool shit. I listened to his album, Jesus, I'm a Sinner. Another lovely thing. I listened to the album we're going to listen to next week. And a bunch from that artist. Um, and then I listened to um, this. This There's a Japanese psych, band, psych rock band from the 70s that was really... Um, I'm, I'm really interested in, actually. I, I One of our DJs was having a Japanese psych rock day where he was just playing a lot of really kick-ass um, uh, Japanese psych rock, to say it for the third time. Um, and I didn't know a lot of it, so I was excited about it. I have the playlist. Is I'm that like try rock for psychologists? Yeah, it's psychologist rock. How okay. did you... I assumed everyone knew I that wondering. I was just wondering. For I, for any of those who didn't know, it's it's rock for psychologists. Um, but one that stuck out to me in particular because it had a really interesting story. Called uh, their band called Happy End. Um, they were pretty prolific, but they mostly um, they changed psych rock in Japan because before this time, any rock and roll had to be sung in English. Like it was a faux pas beyond limits to sing it in Japanese. But Happy End was like, eh, we're going to try it. And everyone, like, they had meetings and gatherings, like, is this okay? We should This shouldn't be allowed. Um, and then the the album, um, I believe it's Kazumichi Roman, um, did so well that they were like, okay, okay, cool. So other bands can do this now. It, it worked. We're not, we're not as nervous now. Um, but it was really good. I am... I'm, I'm, Really excited to sit down and wait. What do you mean? Up. Who's having meetings in Japan? Apparently, oh. like the music boards in Japan, because it was like a huge deal. It was a really Why? big deal. I don't. That's just how they took the music. Like culturally, it had to be sung in English because it was a, um, you know, um, an American style of music. Um, huh. Yeah, I, what I'm time not really sure. Seventies. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm intrigued. So if. You know, maybe we'll do the album at some point on the podcast, and I'll have better information. The podcast, like really cool. The, the podcast, this podcast in Boston. You pop the card in the yard. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Um, yeah, so I liked it a lot. I'm excited. And then the last thing I want to bring up that I listened to, I got emailed this uh, really awesome single that I'm super excited about. Uh, Animal Collective put out a single for their new album. Oh shit! Florida Da, <laughs> and it's so good. That's yeah. actually oh. a track off their first album, and uh, they remastered it. <laughs> you <bastard>. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. was, I was about to say, God, no, please, not again. I'm not ready for this. It's too soon. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Oh yeah, but so they've got their album coming out um in February. In February. And it's three like days before my birthday. Three days before Camden's birthday. Because they know. Because they know. They released it as close as they could. They you know They they wanted to get on the day, but my birthday's not on a Friday. So yeah. yep. they did what, what they could. Do? Yeah. Yeah. What can you do? Um so get on them for trying though. They get yeah, credit thanks guys. You're bros. <laughs> um but that single is fucking awesome. It is going to be such a good album, and I'm so pumped about it. Um, that's all the music I listened to. That took forever. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll go over what I listened to next, since 
it did not take forever, and I can cover it in about, <laughs> well, I only want to talk about one album, actually. Ten seconds, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I only want to talk about one album. Um, a friend of mine turned me on to a band called Car Seat Headrest. Okay. Yeah, Camden, you were there when uh, when it was first mentioned. Yes. Um, This dude has been making albums on Bandcamp since 2010, and mm-hmm. uh, has released 12 albums since 2010. Um, and and his latest album this year, 2015, is called Teens of Style. And with it, he actually got signed to a, a record deal with Matador. So, oh, wow. yeah, 23-year-old dude has been uh, pumping out music on Bandcamp for a couple of years and just kind of hit it onto Matador with, with this latest record. And it, it's it's interesting. It's cool. I think, uh, I think, Ted, you'd probably like it a lot. It's a sort of a sort of a Bell and Sebastian through a thick layer of fuzz sort of feel, like really distorted indie rock is kind of how I would describe it. Interesting. It's a it's a cool thing. Uh, so what I what I think of as indie rock, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm just just fucking with you. But it's, it's, it's definitely in that that sort of vein. So it's a little. It's a little softer than I normally go through, but I really like the the way it's the the way that just the like super heavy fuzz affects it and kind of changes mm-hmm. the tone. It's a cool thing. I've only listened to the newest uh, the newest album again. It's called uh, Teens of Style. Apparently, he's putting out an album next year called Teens of Denial. Um, oh, he's hey. gonna slowly change the name all the time until he gets to crab people. Until he gets to crab people. That's what it was. God, I'm trying to remember what it was. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's an interesting thing. Um, I, I'm I'm sure he has a, a following through what he's done on Bandcamp, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of explodes pretty soon. If he pops off uh, and and gets some real attention after yeah. after this last album, and with with getting signed to Matador too, like that's a big deal at twenty three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matador is a, a good record label. Yeah, Matador has fucking yeah. Uh, how many people yeah, that we've talked about have been on Matador? Probably uh, a large number of. Let's them. not try to look. Dark yeah, Side, Ice to... Age, oh like. <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age. We don't have to go through the list, but Let's I already not. had it pulled up. I already had it pulled up, so I was going to do it whether you guys wanted it or not. Um, oh. A lot of a lot of super talented people have gone through Matador. So never, never heard of it. Yeah, never heard of Matador Records. Nope. Um, yeah, it's a, a cool band. I, I like it. I'm going to spend a little more time kind of figuring out what else is going on there. And maybe actually like checking out the band camp, which is something I never do. That'd be fun. You yeah. should send that to me. Um, that sounds like a record I'd be intrigued yeah, by. Yeah, it's on uh, Spotify and Apple Music. I'll send you the name again. Um, cool. Camden. Hey. How much Vaporwave have you been listening to? Uh, What? Oh my god, Josh! How much? <laughs> this is so last week. How much <laughs> vaporwave? I know you don't. I know you're kind of spacey. So like, w- I have literally listened to zero vaporwave since the last episode. So you should you should pull yourself back into the shot, huh? I can see your eye, and there you go. Oh, sorry. All right, continue. When did, when did it become a thing that I listen to vaporwave all the time? Two weeks ago. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was, oh my god, <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, so I, I'm gonna go into the. Uh, oh Jesus, what am I? Gonna, uh, anyways, we're uh, fucking. What Ted mentioned the. Uh, I listened to a lot of stuff this week, but I'll start with I went through a one of my periodic animal collective phases. Um, who are not a vaporwave band, by the way. Oh, shit. I keep I saying that wrong. I just enough. wanted to make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, since they released their new single, uh, Ted texted me about it. And it was actually, like, the day I was heading back to Fairbanks. And by the time I got to the airport, I threw it on. And I was just immediately so happy because all of Animal Collective's music makes me so happy <laughs> yeah. all the time. And it's uh, it's so lovely and infectious. What's like, the name of the is... single? Uh, Florida da, Florida da, Florida da. Uh, it's off Florida their. Da. their... Oh is that how it goes? Because yeah. if that's yeah, how it goes, I don't. Actually... You guys are gonna make my album segment a fucking disaster. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, Mine was a mess. I want everyone yeah, to suck but... too. <laughs> so you gotta bring everyone down with Fuck you, don't you? All of you. Um, Nico Case released a new album last week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I won't, I, won't make, I won't make that big of a deal. I just want to have... No one could see this, but Ted just threw paper at the camera when I said that. <laughs> that's what that crinkling noise was. Sorry. It was, yeah. All right. Anyways. Carry on. Anyways. Oh, my God. Anyways, uh, their new single off their upcoming album, as we said, which is going to be called Painting With... Painting With... Animal Collective. <laughs> uh-huh. so paint with That's them. cute. That's painting cute. with by Animal Collective. I think it's, I think it's <laughs> painting with, with by Animal Collective. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to make that mistake oh, yeah. and then be really sad about it. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely uh, the singles kind of a change from what they were doing uh, initially. So it seems like they they kind of change up their sound every album, which is something I like about them, but, you know, still retain a very unique sound between them. But it, it seems like they have this cycle of going from a really cleanly produced, like, really catchy thing to something that's, like, the same stuff. It's it's still really catchy because that's what they do. And uh, But they, they've kind of been this cycle where it's something that's, like, really clean sounding and pretty and then something that's, like, kind of noisy and chaotic um, for the last two album cycles, like Feels is definitely a clean and pretty album to me. Mm-hmm. And then Strawberry Jam is pretty noisy. Yeah. And there's a lot of yelling, and uh, I fucking love that album. It's the first album, Animal Collective album I heard, and it's kind of what got me into them. But anyways, they did that, and then they did Merryweather Post, which is just like lushly produced, super love beautiful. It. Love it. And then love they, and then they. And then they did Centipede Hurts, which is again like fucking batshit crazy. Like their their idea with Centipede Hurts is they wanted it to sound like transmissions from radio stations in space. Or something. <laughs> it's pretty fucking it's... cool. Yeah, if you listen yeah. to it again, you'll hear it. It's yeah. super obvious. It's really um, awesome. But what that what that lent to was just like this really like chaotic production style. Like that album has so much going on sonically that it's for a long it took me a long time to actually like that album because it was just like so fucking hectic um there's one review that describes it as the sound of like a burrito being thrown at your windshield (laughs) 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 like a splat maybe 
Yeah, like, and what it, what it says, like, it's like a burrito being thrown at your windshield, and, like, that all the fucking aspects of the sound are exposed, like, at one time. All where the they're burrito all, like, parts are in the, front yeah. of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that album was really chaotic. But on this one, it sounds uh, like they've gone with the, the cleaner sound again, and you hear more of the interplay between uh, Panda Bear and A.V. Terra, the two vocalists. Uh, yeah. Fucking fantastic. So good. So excited. Yeah. Really excited for that. I'm always excited for what what they do, um, and what anyone in that group does. I've pretty much liked all of it. I've yeah, I'm I'm that's definitely a group that I'm am a fanboy for, for sure. It's reasonable. Yeah, definitely an Animal Collective fanboy. <laughs> um, what what's next? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I listen to. You a don't lot even of... need us to take yeah, your album. We're not going to fuck your album. Yeah. Anyways, uh, one of the ones I spent the most time with this week, though, because I, I I've been going through a phase with them, and I've been listening to all this stuff again. And one of the ones I spent the most time with was uh, the album Feels, which is absolutely incredible. And I think we're probably going to do it at some point. We're definitely going to do an Animal Collective yeah. album at some point. Yeah, but, it kind of uh, seems inevitable. Yeah, Feels is. You know, definitely one of my favorites. Like, they're they're one of those groups. Like, I don't really have a favorite album from them because you know, every once in a while I'll be like, oh, I really want to listen to fucking Strawberry Jam all the time, or I really want to listen to like their earlier fucking weird stuff. I want to listen to Here Comes the Indian all the time. Yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah. It kind of changes up, but feels is. I don't know. I think feels is the first one I heard where I kind of found in them like that you know that special thing you find in some bands where you're like holy shit i never even knew i wanted to hear something like this but this is exactly what i wanted to fucking hear yeah um yeah it's one of those for me uh it's got some of their their uh, prettiest moments i think some of their more because it's kind of right on the point where they because animal collective started out as being a pretty you know ex- like a, a very experimental band they were almost entirely like weird fucking ambient experimentation shit with like looping and weird fucking chants and like they were part of the whole freak folk thing mm-hmm. back with like sung tongs and all that like they've they've gone through so many changes it's crazy and like they still have something unique about them and this was the first time where they kind of started forming into what they are now where they're they're essentially like an experimental pop band um but anyways, it's, yeah, it's it's just one of those, uh, it was one of those moments of realization for me, we'll listen to it, you know, that you just had I had never really it. heard anything like it, and mm-hmm. it's got a, a a special place in my heart. Yeah, I, well, I only, <laughs> only kind of started getting into Animal Collective earlier this year, as season mm, podcast yeah. listeners will remember, <laughs> and I, I really liked what I heard, so I'm... I'll I'll check out the the album when it drops yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You'll have to definitely check out Feels too. Yeah, uh, and all you... their they this uh, next one coming out is going to be their tenth album. That's wow, crazy. that's awesome. Yeah. Wow, they've been that's around awesome. for almost uh, I think going on f- about fifteen years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they've been around for a minute. How long? Yeah, uh, how, how much longer do they do you think they have since they're off? So like Panda Bear just put out a solo album. Uh, Panda Bear's that was his fourth solo album. Oh, really? He's I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Educate he's been doing me. that for he's been doing that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> both both of them are both the vocalists have been releasing solo albums mm-hmm. for a little bit. Yeah, uh, 
I, I don't think they're going anywhere. Okay, I, I cool. Think, yeah. yeah. You hope, yeah. Not anytime soon. Huh? I said I hope not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if they... Uh, they so far haven't gone downhill, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it took me a while to get around on Centipede Hurts, but once I did get around, I, I found, found it, yeah. I found a lot to like about it. And I thought the the execution and style. Once I understood what the ex- like what the idea behind it was and like what they were trying to go for, I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But anyways, we'll get off that shit. Oh my god! (laughs) Fuck those guys. Um, So I've also been listening. They're like the fucking mountain goats or something. They're coming back up later. They're two thousand. They're they're like to me what the mountain goats are to Ted. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah Feels was a 2005 album, though. Mm, Yeah. Mm, That's true. Oh, we're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about that after this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, It's gonna be a bitch of a list to we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to sit down and talk about that once we're done recording tonight and figure out how we're gonna handle that anyway okay. go ahead anyways more stuff i listen to i listen to a lot of the microphones i listen Whoa. to a lot of mount eerie both that makes projects, sense that they're together both uh yeah because they're both projects of mr phil elverum who lives in the town my mom and grandma now live in anacortes washington say Small town in northern Washington on the coast. That's a lot like uh, where I grew up in southeast Alaska, as most places in northern Washington are on the coast. Um, But, yeah, so this week on our radio show, Liner Notes, on KSU (laughs) 891.5. College in Alaska. Yeah. Um, I did a album by him uh, from his time as the microphones called The Glow Part 2 which is an album I've loved for a long time. And I hadn't realized that he was from there. I thought he was from, I thought he lived in Olympia, Washington, but uh, I guess he grew up in that town, which is like a really small town. It's like 20,000 people or something and has lived and recorded all his albums there ever since. Not all of them, sorry, Uh, but a lot of them. But he is kind of, he's an interesting musician. He kind of started in like the uh sort of lo-fi uh like bedroom indie rock thing when he was young he started recording and releasing albums when he was pretty young like i think his first album as microphones came out when he was like 19 wow Um, yeah the uh i this is another thing i've realized recently is like i'm often listening to albums from that were made by people who were younger than i am when they made them and it is very upsetting. Yeah, because um, yeah. I listened to that, and uh, the Globe Part Two was made when when he was twenty three. Well, if it, if it, it makes was, you feel any was... better, Camden, just know that there are like six point nine nine billion people <laughs> who also no. did not make a killer album at the age of nineteen. I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> But anyways, uh, the Glow Part Two is the Microphone's third or something album. Mm-hmm. They they have like a really fucking weird discography in that they'll have you know a bunch of them. They're like these are the official albums, but they also have like shitloads of other ones. Like these are like half albums that just came <laughs> out fucking forever. Uh, <laughs> and he's kind of been like that with his releases ever since. Like he has shitloads of music. Uh, he recorded as the Microphones for a while and then changed the name. Um, to Mount Erie, which is the name of a mountain in that area, and 
uh, it's basically it's it's the same project, but he takes it different ways. Like I said before, he kind of started off with the lo-fi like bedroom recording thing, but then he incorporates elements of uh, a lot of different stuff. Like he's really into black metal, not in like a metalhead sense, but that and he, he seems very interested in like the feelings that the orchestration kind of and sound how they... evokes. Like he works that kind of stuff into his music, which is really interesting. He's the only um sort of lo-fi folksy artist i've heard do that mm-hmm. to a really effective degree like i don't i can't think of another one i've heard that from but he'll work in like the weird like over distorted fastly strummed guitars to like you know and accompany them with you know slow sort of um personal songs and it's it's really interesting like, yeah it doesn't it doesn't seem like some and that's not that's okay so that's not like his thing all the time but that's something that's one of the things he does but a uh, really interesting songwriter. Um, the Glow Part Two is kind of uh, it has elements of that, and it's also just uh, I don't know. I fucking <laughs> described it a bunch on on my show last week, but it's kind of like I don't know. It's 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 very uh, it's very like faced inward for himself. Like it's very introspective. Um, yeah, introspective. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I got you. Jesus Christ. Uh, that's oh, why they pay fuck. me. It's for my vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Is. That's it's right. That's why we pay you. <laughs> I said um, they. Uh, oh, they. We, we're yeah, not going to talk yeah. about who they are. The government. The government. The Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're, this this podcast brought to you by uh, brought, Mike's Hard brought, Illuminati. <laughs> Mike's Hard <laughs> Illuminati, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, yeah, so The Glow Part 2 is a really introspective album, and a lot of his music is like that, but it's got this really interesting quality to it where, uh, unlike a lot of lo-fi albums where they seem like it's just kind of a strung-together set of songs that, you know, because a lot of lo-fi albums don't seem like they're interested in making an actual album album mm-hmm. where everything sounds good together, and in this one, he, you know, it it seems like he wasn't using the lo-fi recording aesthetic thing as, you know, a like, ah, fuck you to big production and shit, but more as like an aesthetic choice that complemented what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And um, that that came, you know, to really interesting results because uh, it's got like a really dreamy quality. Like it kind of like drifts in and out and you hear all these strange sounds. Like there's this one tone throughout the album that's just like the uh, the low e note of like a nylon string guitar that's amplified in like a really distorted way and it'll just like ring in the background every once in a while like in the uh, intermission between songs and you'll hear like little snippets of noise that'll like phase in and out that sometimes are like weird reversed and fucked up snippets from other songs oh cool and it's like it it all seems like this fucking like you know blurring haze that every once in a while comes up in these in these full songs and uh I don't know. It's a really interesting album. I picked it as a as a really good winter album because I think it's that too. Like I always think Definitely. of the season when I listen to it, mm-hmm. and it's also very um, and something like he said in interviews with him that he's that he tries to do in his music is he really tries to evoke because he has a lot of influences from you know his natural surroundings. Like if you look at it, like all his album art is always like pictures of the weird fucking pictures of the woods and shit like that. Um, but it's it's very evocative of that sort of landscape from like the uh, Pacific Northwest and like Southeast Alaska. That's, that makes a lot it of makes, sense. It makes like it 
it really does bring to mind that atmosphere, which is something that I think he intended or like he said he intended in a lot of his stuff. And I think he does really well. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. Um, Yeah. So that stuff's awesome. I I listened to the 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 CD that's bumping in the whip right now is uh, Simon and Garfunkel Bridge Over Troubled Water. <laughs> <laughs> I just drive by and just bump bump bump. Wait, bumping in the whip brings us to our new segment. Hmm. What? I don't have a banger of the week. But now it's I can't do the fucking. All right, all right. Sorry. I was so I, I was I so prepped. I had I, practiced. Camden I, Taylor's. Banger I, of the week, banger of I the basically week. Listened, I basically week. listened to zero bangers. Disappointed. Yeah. Uh, as it happens, none of, Simon of and Gar- none of Simon and Garfunkel are bangers. Um, no. So, I don't have a banger of the week, I'm sorry. No, you just I, ruined I, our new segment no, like I, a I, week I, after we... Mm, wow. I'll let you down. But I'm not gonna listen to bangers every week. <laughs> I can't. I can't do a banger of the week every week. Come on, it's a lot of bangers. I don't know what's gonna happen with my, you know, listening habits any particular week. You you took the mantle of banger of the week. I I mm. I don't remember that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fine. All right. All right. So listen to that. Uh, we don't really have to talk about that album because you know. Yeah, very pretty, fairly unknown. Um, Not even worth underground artist. Yeah, down there with Zeppelin Four. Yep. Yeah, just like Zeppelin Four. No one's 4. ever heard of that one. No one's ever heard of Bridge Over uh, Trundle. Yeah, Water. Bridge Bridge No, I listen to a lot of that. Bridge Over Troll Water. Yeah. And what I've been listening to a lot of over the past two weeks that I'm going to bring up now as an intro to our album segment. Segway. 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 Segway of the week. Segway of the week. Segway of the week. So the the artist we're doing this week is a uh, uh, electronic producer by the, who goes by the name One Otrix Point Never, whose real name is Daniel Lopatin. So I've been listening to a lot. <laughs> I've been listening to. A, I've been listening to a lot of his stuff over the past couple of weeks because I wanted to get. Um, he's sort of an artist I've are always not always of course, but you know for the past few years known about and been interested in. But he he was someone I hadn't really spent a whole lot of time with. You know, I had heard his stuff and thought, you know, oh, this is really interesting. But I hadn't really dove in to the discography. So I did that this week because our album that we're talking about is his new release, which is called Garden of Delete. That is the one we're talking about this week, right? No, we're talking about (laughs) Hot, Hot, Hot. Oh, fuck. Oh, I thought it was... I don't have anything for this. Never mind. (laughs) Oh, man. But anyways. No, uh, that's a really great album name. I really like that. I know. Yeah, I, I love the album name. Uh, so I listened to a lot of his stuff. As I mentioned last time, when we were talking about Vaporwave, <laughs> he released what is considered one of the first Vaporwave albums under the name uh, Chuck Person. <laughs> uh, and that that album was called Echo Jams. And if you noticed on Garden of Delete, there is an Echo Jam on here. Oh, there totally is. Yeah, uh, it's Echo Jam C one, and the album was like A five, A one through A five, and B one through B five. 
But anyways, it was uh, that was released in 2010. It had, uh, you know, you also obviously released it under like an alter ego, and most of the stuff he had done before that, he had had three albums before that in the late 2000s that were sort of like uh, ambient analog electronic stuff. Like it actually had a lot of influence from. Do you remember when we did the uh, Tangerine Dream episode? Yeah. Like that's kind of what it had all come from. Like, okay, that's kind of kind of stuff he was doing originally. Like he was using a lot of like old school synthesizers and um making really like uh like expansive and spacey like really just uh i don't want to say meandering but kind of um you know that that type of music where it's uh is it was very synth focused and kind of ambient in nature there wasn't a lot of uh rhythmic backing or anything like that Mm -hmm. it's very uh very ethereal i guess so he had done about three albums like that and then he then released this album under the name Chuck Person. That was called Echo Jams, like I already said. <laughs> um, and it sort of, I don't like, I'm always so fucking afraid to say like, oh, this was the first of whatever. Because I don't really know much about anything when it comes down to anything. So I'm like, I'm always like really apprehensive to say like, oh yeah, this was the first. Because I don't really fucking know. Like a lot of people seem to say it was the first one, but who cares really? Um, <laughs> but anyways, he he was one of the first uh, albums. He released one of the first albums in this vaporwave genre where it's a lot of, a lot of what he did on that one is, you know, he took these old fucking cheesy pop songs. Like the first song on the Echo Jams album is Toto's Africa slowed down and put through like uh, a bunch of fucking reverb. (laughs) And that's all it is. But it's like, it's really interesting uh, when he did it to me because he seemed to make, I don't know. He seemed to just make choices that work a lot better than when you see like people imitating that. He mm-hmm. seemed to have a better idea of, uh, you know, what kind of thing he was trying to evoke because it's 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 pretty simple at its core, but it's pretty clear when you see someone who's a really because like this is someone who I this guy is someone who I think is a very very talented musician, who who does that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, and there's definitely a difference between that and then someone who's just like fucking around in their bedroom and be like all right let's put this song through a filter and slow it down like uh i don't know i think it's it's one of the more interesting vaporwave albums i've heard in my like month experience with vaporwave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah getting real deep <clears throat> getting real mm. deep so he after that, he uh, released some more albums under the name uh, One Otrix Point Never that kind of brought him some recognition. He first had a reissue of his first three albums that came out under the name Riffs in uh, Rifts with a T. Not riffs, like guitar riffs. That's what I heard. Six synth riffs. Yeah. It came out, yeah, under the name Riffs. And that was extremely well received. A lot of these albums had been released, you know, on smaller labels. So uh, for some reason, this reissue of all of them got more attention. And, you know, it got him a lot of positive press. He got a lot of really great reviews like, oh, here's this really, you know, interesting new electronic musician. Then he released an album called Returnal in 2010, which is the same year the Chuck Person album came out. And... Um, that one's kind of interesting because it's it's 
kind of bridging the gap between the like entirely synth-based stuff and like his more he went into a more ambient phase after that and it's kind of unique in his discography up until this album of garden of delete and then it has the first instance in his stuff where there's like some really harsh noise yeah and there's like some really harsh noise on the first track of that album mm-hmm. and it's the only time it shows up on all of uh, that album returnal and so he kind of like bass in that for like the first track. He's like, I'm going to do a fucking noise track and then I'm going to do this uh, really, really uh, impressive ambient music for the rest of it. Then he comes back in 2011. So this guy's been released. This guy's like releasing shit pretty frequently. Like he's pretty. He comes back with this album called Replica that is amazing that everyone should listen to. Um, that one was considered uh, I get like a bunch of places call it plunder phonics because it kind of takes like vaporwave-ish ideas like it's taking all these clips from old commercials and like uh, old tv shows and stuff and just doing really interesting manipulation with them but uh yeah that one's definitely more of like i would classify that overall as like more of an ambient album just like those two returnal and replica are are basically like they're they're within the genre of ambient music and um they're just like really really interesting takes on it he I don't know. He just, it's, it's one of those things that's like, it kind of hits one of those spots that's kind of hard to explain. You know, I'm also not very articulate, so (laughs) I don't really know how to, but, uh, it's a very, very unique and very interesting album. Uh, replica from him. So then after that, oh man. And I listened to all of these is why I'm talking about all these. Uh, cause I, I thought it was my, my duty to <laughs> not oh man <laughs> i've been talking for way too fucking long how about okay i'm gonna look i'm gonna do the rest of the cover up until the album a little bit later and you guys just tell me what your first impressions were because seriously i've been talking for way too long i, I don't think i can do this <laughs> I, I i'm serious i think i need like a five minute break yeah <laughs> okay yeah because i'm like stumbling over my words now i'm just like <laughs> yeah well ted uh, what did you think um so i've only heard a little bit of one tricks point never or uh any of his his monikers or given titles um and as camden said a lot and covered quite effectively he is an impressive artist he he's got a large sort of number of genres that he'll work his way through he may or may not have kind of created created a genre sort of uh, At least it was Echo. one of the forerunners. It sounds like. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely one of the 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 named fathers of genre of that genre. Ah uh, uh, yes, Papa so, One of Tricks Point Never. Papa One of Tricks Point Never. Here he comes. Well, the um, thing I think that's interesting about that too is like people always name that as one of the first, and then he never did anything like that again. That's yeah. That's you know? the coolest. Like, part. and that's the other. That's the other thing about him. Like through listening to all his albums like he's one of these artists that is just constantly changing Mm -hmm. you know like uh like when i heard this album garden of delete like this shit doesn't sound like anything he's done before not even close (laughs) like like it has asked you know you can see like aspects of the composition be like how sonically rich it is but it doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like anything he's done before anyways yeah so he's, he's a guy who 
works his way through stuff and then just drops it and does whatever he feels is is next for himself which is really cool i always respect any sort of artist that is willing to do that just explore ideas and really and yeah. and not get too hooked on on doing something and and having enough confidence in his abilities mm-hmm. To do different things and not worry that he'll lose mm-hmm. his fan base or or not be proficient in them. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's a sign of a person who really just loves the music they're yeah. making and loves um, finding finding the music that they want to make. It's kind of like digging uh, the statue out of the wood you're trying to build. I, I, he seems he strikes me as a man who is of that sort of thought. And this album is so cool. Um, I, the first track I heard from it was uh is it Sticky, Sticky Dra- Drama? Yeah, yeah, Sticky Drama. It has a really weird video with it, and Camden was like, "Before you watch or listen to the album, just watch this video." <laughs> so we sat and watched it, and it's a bunch of like young larpers essentially, um, and it's like a it's like an acid trip film because um, at first you're like, "Oh, they're they're just larping, doing some stuff," um, and then like all of this weird shit starts happening and it's like a murder fest and this little girl is covered in cds and she's dancing with like a real life tamagotchi creature it's it's super cool it's so weird and it it fits the music in such a weird way and that is a particularly like that's one of my favorite songs on the album i think i think it's the most um accessible yeah (laughs) in in some ways Um, um it's yeah, there's a lot there you can grasp, and I think that's a really helpful point to start with for this album yeah. because you get a sense of a lot of the direction he's going, um, but it's still in a very sort of song format in some ways, um, while the rest are are way, way looser, way, way harder to sort of grab. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm excited whether or not you intentionally did that. I'm happy I started with that because I think that put me in a really good mindset. Yeah, no, it's it's album. it's like one of the most because um, because like I said when I heard that track because I didn't even really realize you know since I don't follow new music as closely anymore I didn't realize he had put out a new album and like I said before this one I wasn't super deep into him like he was someone you know, I had on my radar as being like well whenever they release something I'm definitely gonna listen to it. Um, but when he released this, and then I heard this song, I was like, holy shit, like, this is totally not what I was expecting in any way. Like, it's got, I don't know, like, it's got so many weird uh, influences in it that I would not have ever expect him to use. Like, there's so much, like, for one thing, there's so much, like, modern EDM influence yeah, on this. And he, so but he takes much. it and does, like, such interesting things with it. There's so much, like... Uh, 90s angst metal influence on it mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so much like and he talks about that too because like a lot of this album he came up with uh the idea like some of the like founding ideas for it when he was a surprise replacement for death grips on a tour with nine inch nails and Soundgarden. that's right so he found himself i guess like he found himself going back to that kind of music and uh was sort of trying to express some of the you know like the sort Angsty, of emotion, cathartic, yeah. young person, like loud fucking bangs up. But using sort of his sound palette. But yeah, but using yeah. like in a different way. And I think like that's what was kind of surprising with me hearing these first, uh, like that first song in particular, like those uh, vocals, like those distorted vocals. Like that's that's something you would hear in fucking like a Skrillex song or yep. something. That's absolutely but it's like, it. 
Yeah, and it's like it's just I don't know. It was just a really cool use of that kind of sound, and mm. it, it's it's always interesting to see people take uh, places like experimental artists take sounds from places you would totally not expect and like do something new with them. Uh, anyway, so I'll I'll step back. <laughs> How about you, Josh? You know, so I I have some mixed feelings about this album. Yeah, my first reaction and something that I I still like firmly believe and and like feel passionate this is a cool album like the uh it just sounds cool yeah like the way sounds develop the way ideas change the to use the phrase that i used earlier the sound palette that is used in this album is cool it's super cool i really like it it sounds incredibly distinct like and and i was able to get into it from the very start, like just from the opening, from the beginning of Ezra, like I thought this was a really cool thing, um, mm-hmm. and that persisted, you know, throughout it. Like, and it it went in a lot of different directions. Um, tracks that stood out to me, uh, like I said, I, I thought Ezra was great. Sticky Drama was mm-hmm. another one, uh, and I bite through it. I thought was really cool. Oh man, fuck that song was awesome. Dude, I bite through it is fucking. Cr- Crazy. Yeah, like, that was a that was a, that was a, I think that was the second one I heard. That was That's, a super cool track. But yeah. Ted, you also hit on on like my one my one flaw with the thing that will stop me from listening to this album frequently, right? The thing that will stop me from making this an album that goes on my regular rotation is that there are so many parts throughout it where the first half of a track is something that I can really listen to and get into and and access. And the second half, it kind of dissolves into things that are a little bit beyond me, right? Like, because yeah. I'm, I'm not someone who seeks out experimental music, um, typically, and I'm not someone who who looks for for things like noise rock. Uh, I, I find myself drawn to mostly to organized sound. So there are a lot of points where the first half of a track is something that I find really cool and creative and interesting, but then in the second half of the track, it kind of loses the thread a little bit for me and becomes sort of a uh, sort of a, a jumbled mess for me. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so even though I really love all of these cool ideas and these cool sounds, and I really like this album, I don't know that it's one that I'm going to come back to super frequently. Because I okay. I like the the ideas and the expression and and the the strange and interesting take on on what you can do with sound and and the way that you can twist it and bend it and distort it and I I like I like that it exists and that it's it sounds great mm-hmm. but I don't know that I really like listening through this album again right i like getting it i like hearing it i like i like this this whole weird thing but i'm not sure that i i am i'm gonna bump this one anytime soon (laughs) (laughs) right fair enough right yeah definitely i mean totally it's um as camden was describing it something he wrote for sort of an angsty teenager music style yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of points where it would start, and I would kind of forget that I was listening to one hundred six point never. Be yeah, like, oh, yeah, this is Skrillex. <laughs> you, forget, you forget that you're listening to like a highly experimental electronic music. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you, for me, like for me, like the the thing I like about this actually is that you, I don't like I don't actually ever lose that. Like what I get from it is 
you hear him taking these ideas and then just like putting them through his own fucking weird filters. Cause like the thing I love about this album in particular and, uh, so many of his other albums is like you said before, like all the sounds are fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. all the shows and, and everything is, everything is like so dense, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much going on all the time, which is sometimes a bad thing, but I found in all, you know, the times listening to this album, it just gives me like a lot to explore mm-hmm. while listening to this. Cause, um, cause you know, a lot of the stuff, he's i think taking influence from on this album is you know really not uh like complex in that way i think and it's kind of like doing uh and that's kind of an interesting take on it to use those sounds in that sort of context but uh anyway (laughs) man i'm running out of fucking words i swear yeah you've gone through a fair number of them though i'm impressed um yeah all around like i i would say i really like this album yeah. I agree. There, it's not an album I'll throw on too often. Right, and um, it's not necessarily an do, album that I I'm... can, I can, I feel like I can share with somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think there's, yeah, it's a very specific think, person I would choose. Yeah, I think, I think that's a yeah. that's a tough thing that I ran into this album because I was I was spending some time with a friend of mine that I like sharing music with, and and I said, oh, I've been listening to this and it's super cool. It's really weird and kind of foreign to me, and and I I like it and it's really interesting. And then, like, I, I tried to play a track, and the first half of the track was like, yeah. And then the second yeah. half of the track was like, well, maybe we should pick another track. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, and that's... then, like, we, we threw on, on, on Child of Rage, and, like, I remember oh, being geez. like, yeah. And then when I was trying to show it to this person, I was like, this is a fucking mess. Like, this is, like, I, I, I can't yeah. sit with someone and listen to this album. Yeah, this is an album you don't sit with them. You you definitely send them and let them listen yeah. to on their own. Yeah, with headphones on. Yeah, no, I probably I probably wouldn't show this album to someone unless I knew they were into this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just as I think you in particular, Josh, I think you would really like the album Replica. Okay, it sounds more like it you would should. Be his I think you guys would both really like it. I think yeah, um, I think you guys should both check that out because, like, as I want to point out before. I want to be clear. This album sounds so much different than everything else he's ever done. So, all right. Yeah, right. Uh, well, what did he do after after Replica? Oh yeah. So Replica. Then he did a. He apparently did like a synth pop thing with this other guy that I haven't listened to. He did like a synth pop album under just like Daniel Lopatin and someone else. Um, he also did an album called R Plus Seven that was just a totally like, um, you know, uh, <laughs> do. You, Hold on, could we let's take a break really quick? Because there's like there's a so much there's like a shitload of feedback side. coming from. I think we got it more or less manageable, uh, and I think we're back. Camden. Yeah, we're, we're back. back. Camden. Yeah. You were telling us about what happened after Replica. Okay, so after Replica, as I said, he did a uh, synth-pop album as a duo that I need to listen to still. That's one of the ones I didn't get around to. He did a collaboration album with Tim Hecker called Instrumental Tourist. 
Uh, Tim Hecker is another um, insanely impressive uh, ambient musician. Very forward-thinking, very cool music. I would definitely check out some of his stuff. Uh, He's he's definitely one of the more, like, boundary-pushing ambient artists working today. Um, I remember you telling me about that album. He's he's awesome. Uh, So, yeah, their collaboration album, like, doesn't really stand out hugely in either of their discographies, but it's a really cool thing to hear them working together. taking the time to listen to it. Yeah, so then he came out with the album R Plus 7, which is, you know, the last one I heard being the last one that came out, which was a much more... um, I don't really know how to describe that one at all. <laughs> it's very, it's very. What is it weird. in uh, in context of this album? Uh, it's it's not like this one at all. It's it's so th- there are aspects that are the same. Like it's very very dense, mm-hmm. you know what I said. But it's um it's much more easy on the ears. I'd say. <laughs> uh, but there are a lot of complex ideas going on there. It's it's I'd say like I think this album even for its, you know, kind of accessible bits is fairly abstract. Mm-hmm. And that and I think R plus seven is even more abstract. Uh but it's it's one of those ones like it's kind of it it's something you can just kind of throw on to just can get lost in this like network of sound that he makes. Interesting album. Definitely highly recommended. Uh I think he has a pretty solid discography all the way through. Like everything I've heard from him I've has been very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, nothing. Yeah, not worth listening. Yeah, to. exactly. Um, but this album in particular, I was just—I don't know. It's just—it's one of those things. Like it grabbed me in a certain way. It's—I haven't been listening to a lot of electronic music this year, and this one definitely got to me. Um, and it kind of—I think it's a good example of just kind of the sort of boundless possibilities you have with this sort of thing you know yeah he'll yeah he'll he'll do so much like splicing stuff and um i want to talk about in particular the track uh i'll bite through it which is so fucking chaotic in yeah. how it's structured but is executed so well i think that's an incredible like, there's there's so song. much stuff that comes in like there are the fucking like fucking i love like towards the end where like those fucking crunchy guitars like come yeah. in for like oh, half God, and, like, dun, 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 and you're like what the fuck i was so excited about that <laughs> yeah part. um but there's just so much of that but it all comes together so well and you just i don't know it it just sounds uh it sounds so free and like playful in some ways uh, while it's still being like um you know chaotic and noisy yeah i don't know it's a really weird thing it's, it's cool it's it's really cool uh there's some kind of funny things about the background behind this album like he made up this whole thing about how he met this uh alien named ezra who gave him like the the base audio files that he used to create the album <laughs> and he like created he created this like fake blog that has uh stories about meeting ezra ezra has a twitter <laughs> where, he, where he just posts like dumb jokes and shit um but there was this whole thing there was this whole like uh online campaign where he made these really fucking weird cryptic websites about like um because one thing i guess this alien ezra had was like he was really into this band called chaos edge that apparently had you know they they had created this genre that i 
I can't remember the name of right now, but apparently like that genre was the inspiration for the album, you know. <laughs> and then like he created like this fake Chaos Edge page. Man, and he like, went crazy. It's for like this. really fucking weird. Yeah, and he did all this like uh, this weird just like online promotion stuff where he's creating these really strange blogs that are kind of like. You know, they're interesting and, like, slightly disturbing and, like, all this. I don't know. I, I just always think that's kind of cool when people put so much work into, like, the atmosphere behind the album. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, I want to communicate this with... Uh, it seems like they're really going towards, like, a cohesive idea when they do something like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's like an artistic expression. Yeah, just yeah. It's really the cool. entire atmosphere uh-huh. for it. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, this is definitely an album I find it hard to kind of talk about. Like, I... I find it hard to talk about a lot of his music, um, but I don't know. <laughs> that shouldn't definitely shouldn't limit us. Yeah, from sorry, talking, I'm I'm, uh, I'm falling to... down a hole while while I read uh, Ezra's Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> his last tweet was November 14th, and he just said, "My job here is done. Heading back to KIC eight four six two eight five two. and he hasn't said anything go. since then. Hmm. Well, Ezra's back home now. Apparently, has a blog spot too. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. No, I was saying there's all there's all kinds of there's all kinds of internet shit behind this album. There, it it goes deep. I spent a day plowing through that shit, and I didn't find the end of it. So. This seems pretty great. I like this. This is yeah, this is cool. It's, uh, so that's that's something that gives you kind of you know something else to dig into if you want to. That's really awesome. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was just a really interesting album from this guy and it's it definitely like i said before this kind of put him more you know in my mind as someone i more actively listen to like like as we've talked about before like the difference between knowing a musician and being a fan like i'm definitely a fan of him after listening to this yeah like uh i mean sonically this is sonically this is one of my favorite albums i've heard this year just from Mm -hmm. you know everything that goes on i'm not sure like how i'll stand up next to everything else but it's it's something that's i think really notable um from everything i've heard (laughs) i don't know man i mean you've got a lot that's 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 all i really have to say about it i guess that's a a fair amount i think that's probably the most we've said about any artists on the show at all see the thing is like i i probably have said a lot but i don't feel like i've said that much about well it's a it's a super it's a super cool album and it's kind of hard to go into detail about individual tracks um i mean we can we can try if we really want to uh but there's not a whole lot that i can single out i really like the melody to to ezra at well the first half of Mm -hmm. ezra before it becomes jumbled crazy sounds and then I can't follow it anymore, but that's all right. Mm-hmm. No, it's a super cool album. Like there are a lot of really interesting ideas and cool things going on, and I, like it's it's one of those things where I'm really glad it exists, and I'm really glad that I got exposed to it, and I liked it. I just I I don't know how much I'll be coming back to it, and that's that's has mm-hmm. more to do with me than the album itself. Yeah, yeah, totally. and that'll happen with some phenomenal music all the time. So it's nothing against that. Yeah. Um, but hold on, I'm happy. Thank you for choosing yeah. this. I'm excited because I'm going to go and listen to the Replicator. And yeah. Hopefully, Replica. Re- Replica, <laughs> not Replicator. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, Rep- so, Replica is one that took a couple times to click with me, but I think it's really something special. Like, it's it's a very, very unique album. Like, I've, I'd never have heard anything quite like it. Like, I've heard a lot of things that are similar, but. Um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That... Well, kick ass. 
that sounds I'm I'm looking forward to giving that a try. I've I've actually started kind of building a list of albums I need to Just listen don't to. expect any bangers. <laughs> Damn it. Where will I get don't, my banger of the there, week now? There are, there are no bangers on Replica. <laughs> God Sorry. Damn Sorry. it. Had to let you down. I'll move back to Simon and Garfunkel then. Yeah. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel's banger of the week. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Oh, man. All right. Well, I think that that brings us about to a show. Uh, I was looking through the news earlier, and, I mean, unless we want to talk more about how Adele is breaking records with how great her album is selling. <laughs> I mean, none of us have listened to that album yet because we live in 2015 and stream music instead of buying it. But, you know... um Oh, uh, Tidal just got new CEO announced, making it their third in eight months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jesus. Successful company. Who's who's the new CEO? I don't have his name here. I oh. knew that you guys wouldn't want to talk about it, so I just figured I'd remember the headline and bring it up. Uh, it's a guy who used to work on SoundCloud. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, they're just, they're going to sell their company sooner or later, and Jay-Z's going to get some more billions. Yep. I had a conversation with someone last week about how the the daddening of Jay Z has really kind of taken the edge off of him. Is that it? Yeah, it was the dad thing. The daddening. Well, you know, he used to he used to rap about how he was all about the money and sleeping with a new a new woman every night and and now I mean yeah, but that that happened like that ten was like years a ago. while back. Yeah, that was the, that's that was recent. him becoming rich more yeah. than anything. Uh, yeah. Well, he he like, rapped about how he like, was rich too. Now now it's all about how he's going to be with B forever. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know that's all right. I mean, uh, Jay Z can become a dad eventually too. That's okay. He is a dad. He's definitely already. <laughs> no, he's a father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know if he's a dad. There is a difference. I don't know if a he's a dad. A lot of rappers are dads. Killer Mike's a dad. Yeah. Killer Mike is probably he's... a dad. Totally he is a dad. A, Killer, totally Killer Mike is probably a dad. And not being his child, I can't say. I can't verify. I can verify that he's a father. <laughs> he, is, he is. He had. Oh my god. He's saying father versus oh, gotcha. dad. Yeah, okay, yeah. Sorry. Like dad band versus. I was like, I was like no, he, he has kids. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> like uh, what? <laughs> father is biological. Dad is dad. like a is is dad. Okay, you're like a dad person. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, um, Ted. Yeah. You want to tell us about what we're listening to next week? For sure. Um, so next week we're going to be listening to an album that I've been listening to for about two years now. And I've talked about this band a couple times on the podcast. Um, we're listening to Tanari Wynn's album, Tassili. Uh, Tanari Wynn is a desert, Molly desert rock band, different from. The other style of desert Different rock. from the uh, American desert rock. Yeah, the stoner style desert yeah. rock. Um, oh, same thing. They're super... They don't sound like Caius. They do not sound like Caius. <laughs> <laughs> um, really awesome. I like this band a lot. I spend a lot of time, or have over the past few years, um, going back to them and listening to, to their work. I think they're a really interesting group. Um, so I'm excited to sit down, listen to this album for about a week, and then chat about it with you guys. So, Tassili Tinariwen. Alright. I'm excited. I I don't know anything about this, but I'm looking forward to learning. 
kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I think that's about a show. I think the only thing left to hit is that we can be emailed at soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com. And also, we are still planning to do some end-of-the-year stuff. Um, I don't think... I don't think that'll replace our normal show until probably the week after Christmas will be when that goes up. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do it until the year's actually over. Yeah, we're. Yeah. I, I think between Christmas and New Year's is probably when uh, when I want to have that put up. But we can we can talk about those details off air because we don't need to do more production talk on the podcast. Uh, again, email soundingboardpodcast at gmail dot com. First person that I don't know to email me can I'll, I'll buy you like a cup of coffee in Seattle, man. And if you're cool, maybe you can come over and kick it for a little bit. I can show you the studio such that there is one. It'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. <laughs> oh yeah, he can see the curtain. She or she, sorry. Yeah, can see the the backdrop. Uh, it'll be terrific. Thanks so much for joining me, guys. Uh, I'm. You're welcome. Yeah, pleasure as always. Fuck yeah! All right, I'll catch you next week. All yeah, right. and never forget this album or this episode was brought to you by Mike's Hard Lemonade. Oh yeah, Mike's Hard. Drink your Mike's Hard. Mike's Hard. Mike's Hard. Can't Illuminati and especially Illuminati. Mike's Hard Er Illuminati. Illuminati. I'm, I'm <laughs> yep keeping that one. <laughs> All, right. All right, talk to you guys soon. Have a good night.